I can't wait for you guys to meet my friend Kelly today. She is the owner of Laceworks Films and she started her business when her kids were very little. In her first year of business, she had just five weddings and she has now scaled her business to have two videography teams per weekend for weddings and it has been amazing as her friend to watch her business grow exponentially over this last year. And you guys, she is one to follow if you ask me. But I am so excited today for her to be talking about time management and balance. And what does that actually look like as a mom, as an entrepreneur? And is there really a balance? Does it exist? And I might just have to give you a little teaser that my favorite line in this show might be that she compares um, apples to beef. We'll leave it at that. And I cannot wait for you guys to tune in and see. Yes, I said apples to beef. We do live in Nebraska. But I can't wait for you guys to hear all of the amazing tips and tricks that she has. But listening back to this show, I also just loved the friendship between us and getting to hear what we were truly feeling in this season of life of being a mom, being an entrepreneur, being at home as a business owner because we are in quarantine right now and just what that looks like for us. Um, I just think that you guys are in for a real treat and I can't wait for you to hear. So here we go. Hi there, I'm Jenna Kutcher. I'm the host of the Gold Digger Podcast, and I'm so excited that you're hearing me right now because that means that I get to introduce you to my friend, Michelle Hagen, and her podcast, The Busy Years. Michelle is a mama on a mission dedicated to inspire other women to chase their dreams and their passions no matter what season of life they're in. And I've gotten the privilege to mentor and coach Michelle. She was one of my top 10 students in my community of over a thousand women, and she helped lead and inspire other mamas just like you. And now you, my friend, you get a front row seat. So sit back, relax, and get ready to be inspired. Hi, I'm Michelle, a sales and profitability strategist, mentor, and captain of your cheering squad. But most importantly, I'm a Midwest wife and mama to two spirited boys, and I'm a lover of learning, family vacations, and nap time. I built my business between the moments of motherhood, and I know that you can do it too. Being a mama is hard, and no one should have to do it alone. That's why I'm bringing women together to share their stories of motherhood, business, and blessings. So grab your coffee, wash your dishes, hey, even take a shower, because we can do this, friend, in the middle of motherhood. You're listening to the Busy Years Podcast, where motherhood and business meet. Come tired, leave inspired. Kelly, welcome to the show. I am so excited to have you. Thank you so much for having me. I am pumped to be here and excited to talk about momming and babies and growing a business. <laughs> I know when I thought about having you on, I was like, which one of Kelly's many things do I want her to teach on? Because I feel like you are an expert from like fertility to nursing to business and all these things that 
you have a wealth of knowledge about. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you. But hardly, I think it's just, uh, you, every year you learn more and more and being almost six and a half years into the momming game. It's, <laughs> it's weird to be entering the like grade school years because I feel like I was finally, finally mastering baby years and now we're moving into the next phase. Yep. You blinked and it was over. <laughs> yes. I know. It's like they always say that and you're like, it's not true. Whatever you roll your eyes and then you're like, oh, wait, it's over. Maybe I should have another baby, but I don't know. What- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not out of the picture in our family, but right. yes. Yeah. Well, um, tell us about your journey from motherhood to becoming a business owner. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Well, I never realized that I was an entrepreneur as a child and did not really know the word entrepreneur until about four or five years ago, even though my dad owned his own business uh, growing up. But I was the kid that just wanted to make money. So I had a dog walking business when I was little. We had lemonade stands. Um, I would just like sell things that I made to friends or whatever. Um, And then when I went to college, I studied broadcast production. I wanted to go work for ESPN. I wanted to like be in the sports world doing back end production things. Um, And then I met my husband. Uh, Business wise in college, I think I learned a lot. I helped start a sorority. And so that was an experience in and of itself, ending with being president senior year. Um, And through all of that, um, I graduated from the University of Nebraska-Lincoln in 2012, got married two weeks later, and then we had our first kiddo three weeks before our first anniversary. So I never really had the traditional experience where you graduate college, you try to find your full-time job, you kind of get your feet wet and figure out things that you want to do. Um, I really went straight from college into motherhood. So um, I did not do anything business-wise those first few years after having our oldest, Sienna. Um, It was really just that time period for me. We'd moved to my husband's hometown in South Dakota Um, I did not know anyone. I knew my mother-in-law and that was it. But I always knew coming out of college that I wanted to do wedding films. So I had purchased equipment, uh, but moving to a new city, I had no idea where to even begin networking or building a business. So it just kind of sat in the back of my mind for a really long time. So the first uh, year of motherhood was filled with just like figuring out how to adult, um, how to be married, how to make adult friends, which I think is a full-time job in and of itself. So I had the luxury of being able to do that and then finding mom friends. Um, And I know a lot of women when they start their businesses, they deal with this whole thing called imposter syndrome where you don't feel like you're you know, ready or enough or good enough or anything like that. And I really feel like I had imposter syndrome when I became a mom because I was a mom at 22. And in the town where I lived, any of the mom groups that I went to, everyone else was in their like late 20s, early 30s. So uh, I felt really out of place and was kind of just like looking for people who looked like me and I wasn't finding it. 
So that process really taught me to um, be okay with getting outside of my comfort zone. And so when Sienna was nine months old, I put on my big girl pants, I registered for MOPS, and I started attending that group in South Dakota, and it was the best thing I could have ever done. So um, yeah, we lived in South Dakota for almost three years. We had our second kiddo, Zelly. Um, Our girls were 21, 20, 20 months apart. Um, And it was just kind of like normal, everyday stuff. It was figuring out how to, um, you know, I... I've always loved cooking, so meals weren't really necessarily an issue for us, but it was just the everyday um, and trying to figure out just like what our time was filled with. And so we made the decision to move back to Omaha, where I am from, in 2016. So we moved back to Omaha. One month before we moved back, a old sorority sister of mine called me and said, hey, my friend is getting married in June. I remember seeing on Facebook that you're moving back to Omaha. Would you like to film her wedding? And I said, yes, 1000%. Get me in touch with her. I will be there. Um, So we moved back to Omaha April 2016, and I filmed my first wedding in June of 2016. So it was a fairly organic thing that started happening. Um, and that started when our girls were two and nine months old. So after I had a wedding that I could show on Facebook, it quickly picked up. Um, I booked five clients for the rest of that year, uh, which was also filled with figuring out how to nurse and shoot weddings mm-hmm. at the same time. So that was fun. <laughs> um, yeah. And then uh, I actually structured my pricing structure so that I could go hourly. And if people didn't want me there for family photos, I could drive home, nurse my baby at home, and then go back to the wedding. So it actually worked out really well. Um, That's smart. But it's not really like most people in the industry do. So I would not suggest doing that now, but it worked for what I needed. Um, so then that following year we got pregnant, had our third. So that year I booked 10 weddings. I took about three months off, um, after Theo was born. So we had three kiddos that were three, two, and then a newborn. Um, And I remember that first wedding after he was born, it was literally at the church two blocks from our house. So it was the perfect setup where I could just pump. My husband could run down the street. He could pick up the milk and then we could go. So um, luckily, it seems like all of our wedding seasons here in Nebraska, which kind of pick up April and go through about October, they always hit um, kind of in that uh, period when nursing had been established. So we didn't necessarily have to deal with a lot of the, um, like early stages of all of that when you're just trying to figure out what the heck is going on with nursing, how you're pumping, Mm. if your baby even takes a bottle or what. Um, but I made a change in my business that year after Theo was born and I told every wedding that I was bringing a second shooter with me. So that way I could take a break, I could pee, I could go pump, and there wasn't any um, issue with like missing coverage or anything like that. So um, that was one big move that definitely changed a lot. And then in 2018, 
Yes, 2018. Sorry, I was getting my ears mixed up. I filmed uh, 16 weddings that year, and halfway through the year, my husband and I talked about wanting to kind of make a lifestyle change. So we talked about selling our house and packing up our kids and traveling the country in a camper. Um, We had super serious discussions about it and prayed a lot about it, and it came very clear that that was not the path that we were supposed to take. And so I think it's something um, that you fantasize about because Jake and I had a time where we were like, maybe we'll just be like the traveling nurses and we'll just go everywhere yes. in the camper. Yes, exactly. <laughs> My husband was a financial advisor at the time for a small firm. And so it was like the idea was that really you could work virtually, like you could mm-hmm. do this. Um, and then the more and more we thought about it, it was just like, I think both of us agreed that we wanted to be able to have breaks from our children and mm-hmm. like that it's family time all the time. So it was just like yeah. really great mental preparation for this quarantine period that we're in right now <laughs> where there's no break from our children. <laughs> um so yeah, but we um ended up selling our house anyway. We downsized. My husband quit his financial advising job. He started going back to school to get his teaching certificate. And I basically when we made that decision, I was like, "Well, I have this like baby business that has only made about $20,000 a year or so, but I know that I could really like push it and grow it into something." bigger if that was kind of what we needed to subsidize that income. So that was the year when he decided to quit and start teaching that I really started diving into like business education and learning more and going to retreats and meeting more people in the industry and just kind of getting outside of my local market bubble and seeing what all was like truly possible. And so I remember going to a retreat, um, And meeting a guy who, like, he and his wife and three kids, they lived in Alabama, and the wife homeschools all the kids, and he literally only does wedding films. Like, he was able to support his family only doing wedding films. And to me, that was huge because I look around my local market, and no one is doing that here with only wedding films. Mm-hmm. A lot of people in video look at commercial work as like a really big way to subsidize your income. And that's kind of the steady thing. And, you know, that's really the only way that you can continue to grow a business is if you have this commercial side. And I have never loved that side of video. Um, and so I was just, it was very refreshing to see someone who was doing only weddings and supporting a family. So through 2019, um, it was just the year of changes. So we went from Stephen working a normal nine to five to then being home all of the time and me being able to have more time um, to really work on the business and learn more things and market and network and really just start growing the brand. Um, And so now we are looking into 2020 and we went from 17 weddings last year to now filming 27 weddings this year at about double the cost that we were doing it last year. So in a a year, it went from kind of like a less than $50,000 business to a six figure business. Um, And we've had a lot of transitions in our family life. My husband started teaching in this last September of 2019. And that was tough. 
that was really hard. And I know we can kind of get into that a little bit more when we talk about like roles of everything. And so um, he is now home full time. So we really have gone from that full transition of me being the primary stay at home caretaker, you know, taking care of the house, the kids, everything like that to then me being the primary breadwinner and he doing like the full stay at home gig. So yeah, that was really long, but that is, that is our summary of the last no, seven years. No, it's so good. Like, you know, and it's so interesting because I forget that you were like 22 yeah. when you had your first baby because I just always forget that, you know, there's an age gap between us, but it is so hard how you said that a lot of times when people are younger moms, like it's so hard. And in the fact that in one year you went from like graduating college to being married and having a baby. Those are yes. huge. <laughs> but then, you know, there is so something to be said about mops. Like I think that mops is such a magical place and that every mom needs to find a mops group in their local area. Yes. It's uh, having brunch and coffee and someone watch your child for you. And like, it was so nice. And I really, realized at that point in time that it does not matter about age. It's about finding your tribe of the people who are going through the same crap you are Mm -hmm. (laughs) and the same wonderful things that you are. And that like, really, we all have different life experiences, but we're going through similar things. And so age just disappears at that point because our children are the same Mm -hmm. age. We're going through the same growth spurts and like leaps and new skills and everything like that. Yes. Well, and I mean, that's how you and I met to become friends is that it was at a place for moms. It's a yoga bar studio and it became like our safe haven. I felt like it was wonderful. Yes. All right. Well, let's dive in. Um, Kelly today is going to be teaching us about um, doing time management and balance between kids and business and some tips and tricks to help you with all of that. So Kelly, I will give you the floor. Okay. So time management, I think first off, it's like, it feels like it's such a technical term and that there should be this formula that is perfect for everyone across the board. And like, this is just how things work. But I really think that it is a process of trial and error and figuring out what works for you. So, absolutely, you know, it's like some people might be very analytical and some people might be a little bit more like spaghetti brained where it's just kind of like moving from thing to thing and like this thought you know, go triggers this thought and this thought, and you don't really just like stay on that straight line. And so I think with time management, it's just important to know that like, keep looking until you find what works for you. Um, so the first thing that I want to talk about is just the pure act of writing it down. I personally have learned in the last year that I am very much a verbal processor. And so a lot of times like I like to be in the moment with people and I like to be fully present. And so I don't necessarily take a lot of notes. Normally I can remember what I, you know, picked up from that conversation and kind of tuck it back and let it go. Um, But this last fall, I really got to the point where um, my husband was teaching. We had one kiddo in school. I had my other two kids home with me all day and the business was taking off. And I had probably, you know, 
five to seven wedding films in my backlog that I needed to edit for clients by a certain time. And with my kids being a little bit older in that like one to three, four-year-old range, there wasn't the luxury of like two naps a day or even a consistent nap time because our middle child stopped napping when she was two. And like, there's just that transition out of that beautiful sleep routine. Um, So I was really struggling because my husband was going into um, deep, deep depression, teaching. It was just not a good environment for him. The He was in depression. He was super anxious. And I felt like we had gone for the first time in our marriage from a partnership to me being the parent. And so I felt like I had six kids, my business, my house, my husband, and my three kids. And I was forgetting things. Balls, I say balls were bouncing and I could pick them back up. Nothing ever like dropped and crashed, but balls were definitely dropping. And so my business coach at that point said, I've noticed in our meetings, you don't really take a lot of notes. Can I suggest that you have a planner and you write everything (laughs) down so that things don't get left behind? And I was like, "Uh uh-huh. And I told you not. I sat down after our meeting and I had a notebook and I just brain dumped my to-do list onto a notebook. And I wrote down two sheets front and back of my to-do list of things that I had been thinking about for the house, for the kids, printing out photos, making photo albums, things that needed to be fixed with the car, things that needed to be fixed with this, things with my business. My brain was holding two entire pages worth of to-dos in my head, and I did not have the mental space to bring in anything else. (laughs) So I have learned that writing it down really relieves that mental burden tremendously. Even if you don't necessarily get that satisfaction that some people do of crossing something off your to-do list, still write it down because that process of it, it leaves your brain. Your brain isn't Mm -hmm. working so hard to take care of that. Um, And one of the other things that I have learned in that is that by writing down your list and what is important and getting things on paper, it makes things real. Speaking them into existence also makes them real, but like writing goals down on paper it makes them real. And so the other thing that doing this brain dump can help with, not only relieving the mental burden, but also helps you with clarity in your business because you can look at everything that you were holding in your brain and say, okay, this is really what matters. This is what I need to prioritize and just worry about those things and let those to-dos that might happen in three, six, nine months sit there on your list. They've been written down. You can let it go and you can focus on the things that actually need to happen to quote unquote, move the needle. Or even just like in your personal life for you to feel at peace about things, for you to have that self care, for you to take care of yourself. Um, And so I recommend everyone having like one notebook, one planner, something like that. Because honestly, a planner doesn't even have to be like a day with like the hours written out because as a mom, most people know every day looks completely different and you can write out a schedule and it's going to waver from that 1000%. Um, (laughs) So for me, it's almost more like you hit that, those to do's and you try to figure out where in the day it's going to flow in. But I sometimes feel a lot of pressure if I write down that I'm going to do something at 1 PM and then I feel really guilty for not doing it at 1 PM. (laughs) 
So um, I have found one planner company that I really love. It's called Golden Coil. Um, but you can completely customize it. And for moms, I think it's really great because you can have your meal plan page. You can have extra notebook pages. There are a million different layouts of days and weeks. So if you want to have everything on one page and, you know, you maybe don't have like 10 tasks to do every single day, you need a little bit smaller space per day. So it's very customizable. There are also a couple other ones like the Start Planner or the Passion Planner. Um but I think even just like posting on your Facebook and asking your friends like, hey, what planners do you use can be super valuable um, and you can learn about a lot of new resources. But writing things down <laughs> will help everything. How have you been feeling in this season? Do you kind of feel like that you just need a hard reset or some structure to your day to help you feel like you have been accomplishing everything you've wanted? My wonderful friend, Emma Hicks of Camp Climb, came up with an amazing solution for us, my friends. A 28-day reset log for a fresh perspective and sustainable structure. This 58-page book is designed to bring you back home to yourself, finding joy in the ordinary, which steadily leads you to your own extraordinary. The Foundation for a Future You Workbook includes... How-to examples for logging your days, your period, guided future planning tools, worksheets to prep you for your logging, and worksheets to help support your future vision casting. My friends, this is something that you need in this season of life. Head to shopcampclimb.com and use the code BUSYYEARS to receive $5 off of your purchase of a Foundation for a Future You workbook. Again, head to shopcampclimb.com and use the code BUSYYEARS. The second thing is setting boundaries. And so I know when I first started my business, it was just like, I want to do as much as I possibly can. And I had to sit down and look at where I was with my kids' ages, where we were in the family, where, like, what did our life look like right now and what actually would I be able to fit in? So that first year when I did five weddings, I think I probably honestly could have fit in more and five is just kind of what happened because I started halfway through the year and weddings book about a year in advance. So I was booking a lot for the next year, but knowing that when I got pregnant, I was going to cap it at 10 weddings. Um, so that was a hard number that I had set for myself so that I could still get all of the editing done that needed to be done and take care of my clients and everything like that. And that worked really well. Um, so the next year I set a goal of 15. I ended up with 16. The following year, there was another goal, ended up a little bit over that. But through all of that, there was at least a number and a boundary set. Um, and it was also well communicated with my husband. And I think that's one of the biggest things to talk about as far as like boundaries in your business is that when you are the primary caretaker of your children and if your husband is or your partner is the primary breadwinner, like having those conversations and being super clear about whose roles are what and, you know, maybe Tuesday nights are your night to work and he is going to make sure that the dishes get done, the kids are in bed. You know, maybe that's bath night. Maybe it isn't. Um, but just setting those boundaries 
and communicating often about them. So it's mm-hmm. not just like set it and forget it because with kids, life changes. It's fluid. Same with your business. You can reprioritize goals. It's common that there is kind of the bends in the road and you start to go a little bit different direction than you originally anticipated. Um, and so whether you are a coach, whether you sell a product, it's saying like, okay, if I do say like vinyl cuts on products, I am only going to do this many, or I'm only going to get as many done as I can in two hours or setting that limit for yourself because our time is finite and making sure that we're aware of that in our business is super important. Um, I do think that as moms, we are a little bit more aware of that because it's amazing what you can get done in one hour without your children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, whereas <laughs> I talked to a lot of other people and it was like before kids, it could take you a whole day to get one project done. Whereas you're working from home, your kids are napping. You're like, I can't, you know, dink around on Facebook or Instagram or whatever. <laughs> I'm turning off the internet and I'm going to pound this out until you know, they wake up and maybe that's 15 minutes because we all know what happens then. Or maybe it's a beautiful three hour long nap. Like you never know what you're going to get. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So just being flexible about it and setting boundaries and making sure that what you're prioritizing in your family and your business kind of I don't want to say balance because I really don't think that there is a work and life balance. I think right. it is a work and life like give and pull. Like it's mm-hmm. never going to be 50%. Some things on your house are or your family are going to have to like not be neglected, but just kind of like lessen your expectations a little bit if you really want to work more in your business. And same thing, like if you guys are starting a house project, this might not be the time to like really ramp up your business Um, or you're planning to, you know, have another kid soon or you're due in a few months. It might not be the time to make massive changes. Um, Mm -hmm. So just being aware of what your life looks like before you make business decisions, I think is super important. Um. And then the third thing as far as time management, and I think you've probably figured out by now, this is mostly principles. It's not going to be a lot of like practical do this, 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 because like I said at the beginning, it looks different for everyone. Um, And so the last one just kind of goes off of um, that working during nap time, like those finite time periods. You need to figure out what your not to-do list is. Mm -hmm. Like we have our to-do list. But when you are focusing in and working, you are not picking up the toys on the floor. You are not running that load of laundry. You are not thinking about the dishwasher beeping and going off saying that your dishes are clean. You are not going to go unload that dishwasher. Like focusing in and knowing what your not to-do list is. Um, I think a lot of times as moms, we set extremely high expectations for ourselves. And so we expect ourselves to be the epitome of the mom and we compare ourselves if you are working or starting a business you're going to compare yourself to the stay-at-home mom who is rocking her house doing all of those diy home decor things having montessori projects for her child and that is amazing for her she is not starting a business you Mm -hmm. are starting a business we are comparing apples and like beef 
Like it's not even the same. <laughs> it's not even coding. It's completely different entities. <laughs> not even apples to oranges. We're in completely Can you tell separate. we live in Nebraska <laughs> that you went straight for beef. <laughs> we had tacos for dinner. It was at the top of my mind. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not going to go. Tuna, some sashimi. We've got our sushi over here and our apples. <laughs> <laughs> oh man what um, i wouldn't go- do for some good sushi right now after oh quarantine <laughs> yeah seriously um but just like your not to do list if you have time blocked off and your kids do wake up from a nap you know what it's okay to set them in front of a show or do like put them in front of something that is not you that will entertain them And if that doesn't work, it's okay to leave your business stuff and focus on your kids and you'll take care of the business stuff later. Like, Mm -hmm. I think it's just so important that as moms, we are gentle with ourselves and just like, don't look at what other people are doing because no one is doing the exact same thing that you are. And like, I had to learn this this last fall when Stephen was teaching. One of the things that drove me bonkers is that our sink was constantly full of dishes. And like, normally that was my husband's job was to do the dishes, but with him in super depression, like he would just come home from work, fall asleep on the couch, eat dinner, and then go to bed. And so there wasn't that partner help. And so my business coach, very wise woman, she said, go to Costco and get paper plates. And to me, like, that was just the hardest thing that I ever had to do in my life was like, accept that paper plates and plastic utensils are okay right now because I pride myself on trying to be like sustainable and like all of it was just oh it was it was so difficult and some people are going to listen to this and go really paper plates was your most difficult thing but whatever that is for you to let go of that will make your life easier it will help so it was just like you know what the sink of dishes doesn't matter if you don't want dishes in the sink get paper plates and throw them away Yes. So that was one of those like little things that for some people might not be a big deal, but like it pained me and it was my pride and I had to let go of my pride <laughs> and be like, what will keep my kids alive and keep my business alive right now? And it yeah. was paper plates. So just like being open to the things that you said that you were never going to do. And being flexible and just always being willing to adapt because tiny humans are not formulaic and they are not a to-do list and they have emotions (laughs) of their own and we have to be flexible and willing to work around that. So yes, those are my three tips. Totally. And it is like, I feel like either my house is clean and my business is abandoned or I'm like all in on my business and my house is a tornado. Oh, like 1000%. um, Everything everywhere. And it's interesting because there'll be times where I'll finally be like, I can't take this anymore. And I spend like a few days cleaning and getting it all perfect of the way that I want. And then I'll, and then I can dive back into my business. So it's also like having the balance of knowing like, okay, I need to like stop what I'm doing because these other things are, are driving. I don't know if driving me nuts is the right word. It's driving me nuts. Or like point of no return. 
Yes, they, they are calling me and it needs to be done. And then when that's done, I can like dive back in. 100%. Um, and do it. So some days like nap time, like I just need to like clean or I just need to like sit and do nothing and and mind numbingly scroll Facebook, you know, yes. but then there's other times where you're like, okay, like I know exactly what I have to do. These things need to get done. And that's what happens. Or I know for me personally, for a while, like a year ago, it was me working like late, late at night, they would go to bed. And then I had a business course I was taking and I would be like taking it till like 1231 in the morning, but it like energized me. So I was not tired and I yes. wanted to do that. And now like during quarantine, there's been a couple weeks where I was be the time and I'm going to have all this time because Jake is home now. And then I had a few weeks where I just was like, I don't want to do anything with my business. I just want to play and have fun. And that's okay too. Yes. Um, now I dropped everything. You know, I was actually in a season where I like didn't have any clients right now and it was okay. And I think like, you know, it's all, all a bigger plan of decompress to take a breath to then move forward. So no, like sometimes when you have like lulls or things happen that it might just be time that you just need to like breathe for a minute and then re refigure out the plan. Like you said, of, you know, not feeling like it has to be set in stone all the time and then moving forward. I completely agree. I mean, during the last five weeks that we've been doing social isolating in Nebraska, I have not, I have not made a goal sheet. I have not made a to-do list. I have been taking care of my clients and I have been like finishing up client work. I haven't been actively marketing. I am taking this time to rest and like be lazy. And so it's just like this time period, looking at it now, I know that wedding wise, my life is going to be insane come maybe June, most likely July through November. We'll have 27 weddings between July and November. And like, that's going to be crazy. And so right now I'm really just like, it's okay for me not to be like, oh, what course should I finish? What should I do this? And I think a lot of the hype on social media right now are there are so many mixed messages. There are some people telling you it's okay to rest, but there are also a lot of people telling you like, how productive are you going to be during this? How are you going to do this? And like, I think it's just like doing a self check and actually like figuring out, okay, am I in the space where I can like go and start setting goals and like being super motivated about all of this? Or am I in a space where like the last few months have been absolutely insane and there's been a lot of transitions and it's okay if I just rest. Mm -hmm. So I think it's, it's the, the process and like the ability to like know yourself and to do a self check is invaluable in both your business and life in the sense of just like taking a minute and looking at what you've been doing for the last six months and maybe what the next six months is going to look like if you're in a business like mine and being like, oh, I'm not going to have time to rest then. So I'm going to rest now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think that's such a great advice to say, like, just do a self-check and like, what are you needing right now? And if it is like, I need fulfillment and I need, I want to do this course, then like do that. But 
if you need to rest or like figure out your self-care so that when times do get crazy, you already have those regiments in place to like take care of yourself mentally and physically before it just gets bananas for oh, you. Oh, 100%. I also joke that like besides making adult friends, I think figuring out what your personal self-care is is one of the most difficult things in the world. Because as moms, we are fed that self-care is going to Target with Starbucks and cruising the aisles. And mm-hmm. for some people, that doesn't do it for them. Like that yeah. stresses them out even more. Or you know, there's like these scenarios that you think of and it's like, no, actually, maybe self-care for someone is getting dressed in something other than yoga pants and leggings. And maybe for someone, it's wearing yoga pants and leggings. Like, it's just yeah. being able to, like, know yourself. And I am still on that process. I have no clue what my self-care looks like. I've tried baths. It doesn't really do much. I've tried oh. the Target thing. It doesn't really do much. And I'm just like, okay, what what is my thing? Working out's not my thing. Like, it's not my self-care. Yeah. I'm still figuring this out. Yeah. Well, and you know, it can always be like super simple things. I know I've been really working on self-care and like mental stuff during this time. And for me, one of like the self-care things that have worked is like, I do like taking a bath or like a shower at night, but I actually turn off all the lights and I only light a really big candle. So I like have no light and just candlelight. And you know what? Like, it, I don't know what it is about the candlelight, but it, like, makes you feel better about yourself and it, like, brings you down. And then I have been trying to, before bed, do no phone, no no computer, nothing. So, like, before I'm going to bed, like, I put my phone on, like, if I need the sound machine on or whatever, that it's already going and then I turn all the lights off. And... I have really liked doing that. It has been super helpful for me. Um, That's fantastic. You know, but like you said, it is, it's just different things of self-care and figuring out what like makes you feel good. Yeah. And even if it's like six minutes, it's not, doesn't have to be something that's big. Right. I think is sometimes what people forget too. 100%. I mean, yeah. sometimes like for me right now, it's saying, Hey, I'm going to go drive to the one Starbucks that's open 20 minutes from us and I'm going to listen to podcasts in the car by myself and go get a coffee and then drive home. I never thought to drive to the furthest Starbucks. Yes. That's going to be because I have been like, I think I just need to go for a drive to get some Starbucks, but I never thought about going to like the furthest one across town. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Oh, so smart. (laughs) just ingest that content yes that's all i needed from this podcast thank you very much (laughs) wonderful i'm glad i could help (laughs) okay so if you had an elevator ride and someone got in with you and said why do i need um to have time management in my business in my life what is the quick answer that you would give uh for peace of mind and just to relieve the mental burden because we think about a million trillion things. Like I said, at one point I felt like I had six children to take care of and Mm -hmm. my brain cannot handle that. Like our brains are not made to (laughs) handle that. So having some kind of system and structure, even for those freewheeling, beautiful, wild spirits of mothers like writing things down, 
just getting it on paper will help tremendously. Yeah. And even if you then like just throw the paper away. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It just got out. You know, it's what I tell brides like the night before the wedding. I'm like, if you want to sleep, put a notebook by your bed so that every time you wake up and you remember something else that has to happen on your wedding day, you write it down and you can let it go and go back to sleep. Oh, that's probably smart. That's smart for anybody. Yeah, seriously. Yes. Oh, yeah. I love that. Okay. So my last question is, if you could give any advice to someone deep in the little years of motherhood, what would it be? Uh, I think just finding your people and being willing to step outside of your comfort zone to find your people. I, and know that, I think it's also knowing that, like, not everyone you meet is going to be your person. Mm -hmm. Like, I have a lot of mom friends that I would consider, but I wouldn't consider a ton of them, like, best friends. Like, they're not in that super inner circle. It's more like we're all going through the same things. And so it's, it's like those friends in high school. It's like those friends in college where you're all going through the same experience, And then once that experience ends, they were your friends for that season. And so, like, it's okay to have that and to also, like, cling to that one person. Or maybe you have two people. You know, like, you don't have to have a ton of, like, really, really close mom friends. Mm -hmm. So I think it's just, like, being willing to get outside of your comfort zone. And giving people grace that if you just want to, like, get together and chat when you see each other and there's no, like, texting relationship outside of it, if there's no, like, let's get together and grab coffee outside of it, like, that's okay. And it's just, like, those people are there for those seasons. Yeah. Well, and even, I think, adding on to that of knowing that, like, sometimes – in motherhood like you want to be friends with everyone or there's like those people who are just who you're just like we are not on the same like mom page <laughs> yes it's, like <laughs> that it's okay to be like I respect you as a mom and I hope yes. that you respect me as a mom and like we you know like we can still be friends but like I don't have to be your best friend and I don't have to believe everything yes. you do I don't need to convince you either way like Right. But you're like, but if you want to know the information, I'm here. You know? Yes. yes. <laughs> Type of thing. But and it sometimes, you know, it's like you're like, well, I want everyone to like me. Well, it's okay. Like, I know that I am not everyone's like cup of tea because I'm oh, like loud and out there. And sometimes same. people are like, you're a little too much. And I'm like, that's okay. Like, I'm just not your people. Yep. And I always joke that. Um, if people are like, oh, Michelle, well, who are your people? Well, my saying is that the moms that show up to the school drop off with their hair and makeup done, I 100%, 100% respect you. But the ones looking like we got attacked by a flock of birds, you are my people. <laughs> because, <laughs> because I do show up to preschool drop off. I'm like, they're here. I don't know. I think that one peed on the way to school. He might have to change his diaper. I'll see you later. Yes. Yes. And I feel like I'm a hybrid. Like, I love that I can show up messy. And I love that I also am like the person that I was like, I took a lot of pride in the fact that my children were never late for school once last year. Did we slide in right at the ringing bell? 
Yes. However, did my children have their hair brushed? No. Were they wearing socks? Yes. No. Were they wearing yeah. clothes that matched? No. But we were on time. Yes. That that was me too. <laughs> like, I don't really know. I think they, they brushed their teeth, right? You brushed your teeth. Oh, oh crash. It would be a really good teeth. day if they brushed their teeth before school. <laughs> but yeah, it's, you know, just having the grace and knowing that, like, there are going to be people who are not fully your people and that's okay. Yes. Oh, totally. Oh, well, I feel like I, we could just go on. Maybe we'll have to have you on <laughs> because you guys like Kelly has so much knowledge in her brain that is also not about business that it's just, it amazes me of the stuff that she knows about in motherhood and stuff. So I am so honored that you joined us and I cannot wait for the world to hear this episode. Yes. Well, thank you so much for having me and letting me ramble about time and pumping my tires a little bit. Made me feel really good on a Thursday night. Oh, I hope you guys loved Kelly as much as I do. Her and I can always get a good laugh out of each other. If you want to connect more with Kelly, you can find her on Facebook and Instagram at LaceWorksFilms and on her website at LaceWorksFilms.com. She doesn't only do just wedding videos. She also does business, B-rolls, um, entrepreneur videos, anything that you want Kelly to help you with of your video needs. If you are in the Omaha metro area, she is your girl. I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Busy Years Podcast. If you love this episode, we would love for you to share it with a friend. For this episode show notes and all past episode show notes, head to michelleannhagen.com slash podcasts. Hey mama, did you need someone to remind you that you are worthy of your dreams? That you can take action in the middle of motherhood? I just wanted to pop in and give you another reminder, friend, that you got this. You can do this in the middle of motherhood, no matter how busy the years get.